up so we can see these folks. Welcome, 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 welcome to Uncle Legend's Corner. I'll be your host, Uncle Legend. And with me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Call Girl 6, better known as Fox. Hey, y'all. You're looking at all the cameras, aren't you? Oh, yeah, let me see. I'm like, checking everything. Checking out. We'll figure out a better way to do this one day. But for right (laughs) now, hey, shit happens. So, I guess we'll get started with the article you sent me. Oh, yeah, about Jussie Smollett. Juicy, as Dave Chappelle say, Juicy Smollett. That's a kind of. That's how his name's spelled. It ain't like it's spelled Jesse. Like Aussie, it's like Jussie. Aussie starts with A U, making like, an ah sound. I know, but J is like yeah, it's like Jussie. Jussie. Anyway. You know what else? You know what else? If you put a P right there, what would it spell? <laughs> you wouldn't say. You wouldn't say Pussy. You would say Pussy, right? Like so, his name is Juicy, Juicy <laughs> Smollett. That's how you would say if you threw a P on it, right? All right, so. Are we teaching phonics now? I don't know. We teaching phonics. I hope not. Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest orators of our generation. <laughs> Point blank, period. And if Dave Chappelle say, it's Juicy Smoulet, then it's Juicy Smoulet. I'm going with Dave Chappelle. I'm going with the heavy hitter. That's the case I'm going with. So, with his case, right? So, his was like um, almost two years ago or something like that. It was like two years ago. He said that... Uh, he said, first, he when, when he was on, it was he on Empire or Power? Which one was that? It's Empire, on right? Empire. Yeah, so he was on Empire. He uh, he went on there. He said um, he got a death threat or something, right? He got a death threat from some LGBT haters or whatever. They sent him some a death threat. Some MAGA haters. Let's get it correct. No, no, no. The the the, the envelope that he got, wasn't, oh, that wasn't nothing, uh-huh. nothing like that. So what his is. So what has happened, he had, what, what is it? It's anthrax. He thought it was anthrax or something in there, but they put aspirin inside the envelope. Uh-huh. And sent him a death threat saying some vulgar nonsense or whatever. So they put that up in there. So he so he didn't get the response that he wanted. And apparently that's what he told these two Nigerian brothers. I can't remember their name. But they was like supposedly his trainers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He told them about it. And then he got jumped by some guys wearing MAGA hats who called them all types of... Words. All types of put a of, noose around his neck allegedly. Yeah, they put a noose around his leg, all a neck, all this other stuff. He come out of the lows or something. They got it on camera, and then he go on stage. I remember him going on stage or something to perform somewhere. And he like, I'm the gay Tupac or some some wild shit like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, okay, whatever, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't, hey, whatever to you, but so then come to find out that the two Nigerian trainers or whatever came and confessed that they got paid like thirty five hundred dollars. The stage, this whole thing. Yeah. Now, what I'm gonna say is, it obviously couldn't have been a live witness because one, it was like two o'clock in the allegedly. morning. Allegedly, yeah. First of all, <laughs> what is you doing out at like two o'clock in the morning? Was was it in Chicago? Uh, yeah, I think that's where they are in Chicago. Man, what is you doing out two o'clock in the morning in Chicago? So, it ain't nothing open but legs and fast food at two o'clock in the morning in Chicago. Yeah, he said he was going to take um, going somewhere, and he ended up taking the subway instead, train or subway or something. 
and he was being yeah. followed. So that's how all that stuff kind of started. But so all his words is biting him in the butt right now. Yeah, so so his he, trial started basically, which is why we having this conversation because it happened in 2019, I believe, in January. Yeah, I don't remember somewhere the exact of the sort. 2019. So of course now he's having his day in court and he's about to testify or have already. So and um, how do you think that's working out for him? Um, I don't think that it's going to go in his favor. Like he's making little comments like how weird they are, the guys were that he knew, you know. So that doesn't look good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's making different comments like that. I don't think that um it's gonna end up being in his favor because of everything looks like it was staged. Yeah, it and looks then, as if, and this was during a time where everybody was heated with Donald Trump about all his rhetoric about yeah. um, make America great again, and or the way he felt the the um, um, womanizing and um, gay bashing or LGBTQTIA plus community plus, plus community people. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was during that time, so I believe that he wanted to make this kind of statement, or if this if this allegedly was true, right? Yeah, believe that he <laughs> he hey, wanted to make people this be statement. dropping that allegedly and just letting whatever they want fly after. Because that's like, what you got to yeah, say, you know, for liability. Like you hey, are accusing this man of this allegedly. You would deface my character. You def- is defamation of character. All it. Allegedly. Throwing allegedly in there, that shit good. Saying allegedly is the like equivalent of being in the military and starting a sentence with all due respect. It's like ain't nothing respectful coming after that shit. It's like, hey, sir, with all due respect, you already know like this motherfucker. Yeah. I don't mean to be rude. Allegedly. But yeah. Oh. I don't mean to be rude, but continues to be rude. Right. Like, so um then in the case they was talking about so when he first took the case, the um district attorney or whatever, she dropped the charges on him and they just said, like, yo, let us keep your bail money. That's some broke shit from Chicago. Right. Like, <laughs> like let us just keep the bail money. We'll call it good. Like, you know what nah, it is what it is. Yeah. But you know, shit happening right. out here. We'll just keep these ten racks and you know, nah, mm-hmm. shit happen. Like that's wild to just say, well, well you know what, we ain't gonna do it. Yeah. And then, so apparently, he they they're trying to sue the city or whatever because the mayor said he was basically, lack of better words, he's a piece of shit. So the mayor is saying, um, "Give me a no." The mayor said that <laughs> ain't no allegedly body. Lack of better words, he said you a piece of shit. You owe us money for this investigation. So he there. So the city was trying to sue him for like one hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, to put to do the false reports. Um, yeah, because so. it's saying the false report and all the man hours and everything that went into that, and right. basically he wasn't there, right? So um, I don't know with that case if if he if this case is true that he did what he said he did. It's like. Doubt, um, yeah, you should go to jail. Like, yeah, I feel to me, I don't know, you know. Of course, everybody will have their day. He obviously will have his day in court, and is, uh, especially tomorrow. He is set to testify as well, so we'll hear more on that. Um, but I, I, I feel as though if he concocted this elaborate scheme to whatever agenda he was, what, what could have been the agenda? I think the agenda. I don't know. Like the only way I could say that, right? So if he did allegedly, what everybody say <laughs> did, right? Throw that allegedly in there, right? But if he did. And, and he and faked this whole thing. I think it was just like getting notoriety and fame, right? Because you got to think how many people it's like whenever people start being trash at anything and start falling off, the first thing they do is like, all right, well, let me lean on the LGBT community. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it, it's like as soon as that comes out and it seems like everybody's like, oh, well, you said something crazy. You did something stupid. You about to get canceled. Your music trash or something. Yeah. You know what? I'm gay. 
I think like, just, boom, no, there you go. I mean, whether that's his lifestyle now, I feel as though. No, that, I'm talking about, but when people try to use that, like, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's the same way, like, um, and it, 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 cause that would be akin to, that would be akin to us, like, riding out and then pretending that we got attacked by some white people, said they called us the N word, right. did all this stuff to us and stuff like that, just to stir up and get some, like, and, and give you some Attention. buzz, right? Like, yeah. we had, a, like, we got a podcast. If we was to go do that, and then come on the podcast, talk about it, and then you see the case, and it's like, oh, Legend and Fox got attacked by some uh-huh. um, white nationalists or something like that. Then it's, it's going to get us notoriety. People start tuning in more to our stuff. They'll start checking out everything we got going on because they want to know, like, damn, what happened? This is crazy. And you're trying to ride that wave, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that um, for him to go that low, though, I feel it's a shame. You know, it's a shame that you're going to use that. Number one, you're black. Number two, you are homosexual or whatever it is that you identify as. Like, why are you going to use those two communities, you know, to push your agenda of whatever it is that you're trying hey, to do for yourself? It ain't, it ain't just people outside our community that explore our community. So. Yeah, I, no, I know that. You know I mean? Yeah, I know that. He's in the community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he for him to do that, right, all of them. So and well, for him to do that, I feel like he should be embarrassed. He should be embarrassed to even. I mean, he going to be, if, if he allegedly did what they said he did, right? Like, if he did it then he's going to be embarrassed because it's like you already went for, I don't know what he's doing right now. Right. I don't know. Is, is empire still on? No. So, um, he was already casted off of empire. They had to let his character go somewhere or whatever. But they killed him off on the show. I don't think, I don't remember. I don't think they killed him off. I think they let him live his life in London or something. I can't recall. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was off the show. They exited him out either way. And so the show went on, you know, without him for a little while before it all ended. What are you looking at? I was looking at just the local point of the show. Fans watching yeah. movies. Uh, and that they was during out. this whole thing, too. They was already having a little troubles. Yeah, they say he was a mere footnote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not about to read that, but he got written off on the mm-hmm. last season. Of Empire. So it was the yeah. last season anyway. Yeah. He just didn't get Yeah, they probably just wall. had to get rid of him to save face or whatever. So. But um, I, don't know. I ain't got much to say about it. If he wrong and he did it, then uh, lock his ass up, take his money, just, whatever. I mean, like... You can't be wasting like we can't complain about law enforcement and then you go waste their goddamn time yeah. trying to trying to uh, ride the wave and get some hype and get some, and get your views up off of that right. That's so, right. It's it Jesse Smollett we're talking about. Um, Juicy Smollett. <laughs> Juicy. Juicy. <laughs> Girl, no, I ain't gonna do it. That Webby song popped in my head. No, <laughs> don't. All right. So, but this gets into what we're talking about. Me and my boy Ben was talking about about how unreasonable the world's gotten. Like, because regardless of whatever you do nowadays, you're going to be guilty in the court of public opinion, right? Like, our judicial system is already says, like, oh, you're innocent till proven guilty. But we're going to lock your ass up until we find out. Long sure. before. Yeah, we're yeah, going to lock your before. ass up as soon as you get accused. It's like, that don't really portray innocent till proven guilty. Now, a lot of states, um, a lot of states done adopted the program where um, they call it different things in different states. But basically, like, if it's your first charge, nothing major, like, you can't go on, like, blow some shit up or something like that. But if you had a charge that they could arrest you for and everything, what they'll do is they'll let you out on your own, right? Like no bail, no bond, because that was a huge problem with your judicial system before when you were basically like, say I go in for a crime. They accuse me of something. And I'm going to sit here in my court dating for three months, but I got to go to work. My, my job ain't about to be like, oh, it's okay. You locked up. It's cool. We'll keep paying you. That's not going to happen, right. right? So what people will wind up doing, what people wind up doing is going and saying like, uh, okay, I'll take a, I'll take a lesser charge, right? So they offer you a lesser charge, and I'll take this misdemeanor instead of this felony that I got charged with, even though I'm innocent of all of it. But I'll take this misdemeanor just so I can get back out on the streets, yeah. provide for my family, do everything. So now they got programs where people can 
people can get out on their own reconnaissance, continue to live their life, as long as they made their court date, right? As long as you ain't never skipped court, you ain't never did nothing crazy, anything like that, right? So, and that's beautiful, but it still doesn't um it still doesn't change a lot of the problems with, with like a uh, public opinion, right? So, and that's one of the big things about about being unreasonable. Like when we got to that point with the um the Me Too era, we got to that point with the Me Too era where it was just like, if you got charged with anything about sexual assault, your career's over. Yeah. It was just like your career is over. So all the woman had to do was say like, yo, you touch me, this and that, da, 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 da. It could be a complete blatant lie. An and investigation, whatever it is, that right there had already written you off. Yeah, they already written you off. Now you lose the sponsorship deals if you that big. You lose it. Ain't nobody going to touch you with a 10-foot pole yeah. because it's like, oh, no, you might have sexually assaulted somebody. Right. But the crazy thing about it is it's like nobody keeps the same energy. Like when people throw dirt on your name, nobody keeps the same energy when they – uh, take those words back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, nobody says the I'm sorry right. as loud as they say the fuck you. Right. You know That's what I mean? True. So everybody's quick to be like, oh, you did this and that, da-da-da-da, write them off, blah, 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 all this. And then when they find out you're innocent, all charges, like, oh, damn, that's crazy. So anyway, next that thing to be outraged think, about. That made me think about, goodness, I just read this a couple of days ago. Um, we were talking, uh, not talking about, but I read, oh, goodness, it was a man who was accused of raping someone and oh god and anyway he served 16 years in prison for for that and the lady who was raped she's an author by the way she wrote um what's the name of the movie oh goodness it just it just came to my head when you said it so it made me think about it so sorry i don't have all the names right now but she's a famous author and um she wrote a movie um and she basically said i don't know who did it at that time and i'm sorry you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're 16 years sorry? Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the man wasted all his life. She's like, this is just a an example of how the judicial system uh, fails the black community and so many different other minorities. She said it's a... Yeah. She said that... No, you failed you the black failed. community. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Arrow on DC when he used to run up on people with the bow and arrow and be like, you yeah. failed this city and then put an arrow so, through your heart. Get out of here, fam. So what happened is that she felt as though she was just 16 years old and it was a lot of pressure on her, on her to make the choice of who this person was. She so she really don't remember, but she just made a choice based on, oh, yeah, you must have did it because her emotions, you know, of trauma of what emotions and trauma of what had happened to her. You know, she felt as though that she was making the right choice, but she could never really be sure. She couldn't be sure. And all this time passing, she got, you know, a little bit more clear and clear. And she was like, I don't know. Like, I probably sent the wrong man to jail. You know, Yo, and so they let her, they allow her to do that without years. the right evidence to prove that this is what happened. 16 years yeah. of your life that you will never, ever get back. It's like what, you, what people don't think about is like this. So let's say the man was 20 years old, mm-hmm. say 18, 20, whatever. You're 20 years old. You go to jail for 16 years. Yeah. And you in there with in 16 years. You're not in there with pretend criminals. Mm-hmm. You're not in there with the with the boosters and the dudes that's running in the Louis Vuitton store grabbing purses like you in there in federal prison. So you in there with federal prison with people in there who got life, double life, whatever, people uh, acting a complete ass on your tear and the whole nine. It's like, you can't get that time back. That's 16 years gone. Like, that man's life is completely ruined, changed forever, right? And that's one of the things that people can't understand. It's just written off where it's like, yo, we sorry that we took your livelihood, right? We sorry that we, we took your life. We sorry that we did this, that, and the third. It's like, no, we can't do any of that now, right? Like, your life is gone. Yeah, I think that to do something like that, that's not enough for you to say, I'm sorry. Like, you sorry. I don't miss this man have, you know, wife, kids. When it happened, when he was released, um, he was like, okay, you know, I forgive her. I forgive her. But when he got home, was thinking about all this stuff. Like, though, his wife said he just bawled all night. 
You know, he just cried all night, he like, and angry. Yeah, yeah. You mean, like, he had a wife before? He was, like, smooth-talking dude. I, and, you know what? I can't say that and go into his whole romance story. Boy, let but me he tell was married. you something. But boy, apparently she was there before, too. So Ain't nobody built like yeah, that, boy. Yeah, that's crazy. Ain't nobody built like that. 16 years? <laughs> 16 years? I wanted, I wanted the whole background story, because 16 years, if that woman held it down for 16 mm-hmm. years, I'm telling you right now, if he think about cheating, yeah. If he think about doing something stupid, like he need to get shot on the spot, like, because that's a loyalty <laughs> award. 16 years you held mm-hmm. it down, and you wasn't expecting him to get out? Like, did he get exonerated at the 16? He was pardoned. He was so he was going to do more time. Realized, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. How much that's time crazy. do you get for rape? I don't know. I guess it depends on how the rape was. I guess I'm just have, saying, it's like It's she like you dead. get kidnapping, you get, you know, all these different Yo, things. I done seen so. dude shoot people and get out in, before 16 years. Yeah, like motherfuckers didn't call yeah, bodies and got out before sixteen years. That's the crazy thing about years. it. So you have an an imbalanced way of producing justice. I'm like, not what are you I, thinking. I, what are you not, doing? I just don't. I just like I done seen people. I done seen dudes in, in, in court cases where people done sexually assaulted kids and then got out with a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then you got a case like this, and not to compare, right? This ain't the trauma Olympics or nothing, but sixteen years and you were serving more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got pardoned. So you was going to get, you was going to stay there for a while. Yeah. Like, even though you've been there for a while or whatever. But your whole life has changed. Like, think about that time and those formative years of your life between being like 18, throw 16 years on that, or 20, throw 16 years on that, right? 34, 36, say 22, 38, right? But you, you, you do all of that time. What did you, what skills did you gain? What social skills did you gain to even just be able to talk or whatever? If this man came home, it's like, how good of a husband could he really be when it's like, I'm not saying that he can't be a good husband. I'm saying that he probably would have been better if he had some social skills, not t- spending them with a bunch of dudes for That's 16 right. years. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. And so here, here you go right here. Not this, this story, but this just makes me like, it's crazy. So no prison time for a man who pleaded guilty to rape and sexual assault. Okay. Yeah. But you give somebody else sixteen, so I, I mean, this is more. this is ridiculous, uh, of course. It's and I mean, and that's one of the things that uh, about like not being like what's not reasonable, and what we it's like it's no room to be reasoned. Even with the judicial system, we got a lot of laws that was written so long ago. Like we need to revamp some of these because mm-hmm. not to be not to be in the law library about things, but when you sit there and talk about like oh uh, people, when you talk about like the different things that people do, like when you sit there and you give a guy who got heroin or something, it's like let's give him twenty five years. But then you let the child molest a slide. It's yeah. kind of like, hey, bro, I'm gonna tell you, if I had to pick a neighbor in my cul-de-sac, give me Jeezy, like, you yeah. know what I mean? give me the snowman. I don't want, yeah. um, I don't want Freddy Cougar over here fondling the kids. Like, I can tell my kids not to do dope. I can't tell my kids to get unfucked. Like, you, you yeah. can't unfuck them. Like after you rape them, so it's like you could, I could tell them not to do dope. I could tell them to stay away from all this stuff, and hopefully that'll work out. That's what we're telling them now, but. You can't undo sexual assault to nobody, right? Yeah. And speaking of that, when you were talking about um, the laws need to change, you saw me looking at, um, what was his name over there in Texas? Oh, um, you talking <laughs> about the senator? Yes. Ted Cruz? Yes, Cruz. Oh, my God. Let me song. tell you, he don't play. Okay, he don't play. Republican, Ted Cruz, right? So he was talking about, uh, of course, they were choosing different nominees and everything, and he was talking about this nominee that they had over in I believe it was Maryland I want to say sure. it was Maryland and she proposed these different laws to be taken out and the laws that she chose was you know um, any drug it wouldn't be able to be 
any drug that you have, it wouldn't, they're going to uh, release the marijuana, all the drug charges in regards to marijuana and any other drug, if you're in possession with, then it's okay. Right. Basically. So you're talking about having your child go to school, anybody who can sell drugs to your child at school, because it's not something they can go or they can get arrested for. All right. They're not going to well, get charged for that. I mean, that's so ridiculous. Yeah. You can still do. It's still got to be a legislative way Listen, to like. He was like, it's ridiculous. No, what I'm saying is like, if you like in, in places that marijuana is mm-hmm. legal, you can still get arrested for selling in the school. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do this on the school zone. You can't even right. smoke on the school zone, let alone move a pound of weed like so apparently he was talking about the potential of that happening so what the law that she was proposing was basically like if any that's not something you can serve jail for you know selling drugs or doing like that or anything you have in your possession hard drugs you know all kind of opioids whatever and the other one which i know you feel so strongly about is breaking in entering is not a crime anymore she it's not a crime anymore so that's something that someone cannot go to jail for under her projected laws or her proposed laws that the she only wanted. thing gonna get projected so, is projectiles right, right in their damn chest and somebody who is aka or whatever fleeing from the cold they have the right to go into your property and stay on your property break into your home vacant homes and non-vacant homes it was specifically what so she you're talking said. about we sleep in the bedroom we come out here and oh it's, it's cold outside couch. right and you know so where's we, that? It's cold not, in hell. Right. <laughs> it's cold in hell. That's what the hell, that's where you're going. And I'm going to just say so, you came in here and did some wild yeah, shit. Yeah, so we're not allowed to um, to call the police and have them arrested. They're not going to be charged with anything. Under her law. I'm like, yo, what? Yeah, get that out of it. I bet you should be talking. Uh, Maryland is going to be. <laughs> no, you bet you be singing a whole different tune. She could talk that shit now, but guess what? When Dirty Mike and the boys is uh Come having, a, having an orgy in your Toyota, you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, no, call the police. Get them right. out of here. Oh, I no, can't they get can't get work. arrested for no, that, you remember? can't get arrested. Keep that right. same energy. You're talking about the ability to protect your family and keep your family safe. You know, trespassing and breaking and entering is not crimes. They're not crimes anymore, according to man, her proposed law. Man, listen. Get out of here, man. You he better, was he just read up on Castle Doctrine. He ripped it to shreds. You know, like this is this the type of people you want in your yeah. <laughs> you're making your legislation. You, mean, you like, come here and do this and that. What are but, you doing? But some of the things, I, yo, uh, I I hate politics. I hate politics. I hate politicians. I feel like they all filthy. They all slum. They all scum. Scum of the earth. Can't deal with them, right? Because that's just like such murky waters or whatever. That I don't think none of them clean. And if you coming in, you got this like clean um, bill of health or something like that. And you ain't got no dirt on your record. You probably they ain't going to trust you. And they're going to either ruin yeah, you, you get or ruined. you're not going to get in a position to do something, right? You can't be uncorruptible when it comes out of politics. So yeah. the hell with that. So, I mean, I think it's completely unreasonable. I think we need to revamp a lot of the laws like we talked about before. I think some of the things that's unreasonable, too, is um, as we haven't been on our male and female at each other throat dialect. You know no, I mean? we haven't been. I think we live it like we gave I, that a rest for a while. Gave it a rest, but guess what? It's back. Oh, it's back. It's back. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I think um, even like some of uh, what do you what do you think as far as men and women? Or well, so from a woman's perspective, what do you think some of the unrealistic um expectations that men place on women? Yeah, we have to be so perfect. Like y'all not yes, that's what y'all project. No, that's as if we have to be so perfect, we have to look a certain way. All these old school back in the day, a woman is to be seen and not heard. And get get out of here with all that. Get out of here and, with all and, that. All men are saying that we doing a whole podcast together. Listen, if I believe that, this was <laughs> like this would be a real <laughs> short podcast if I believe that. So you saying. I, 
most men, you asked me what my opinion was, okay, and my experience has so been So most as men such. tell you they want you to be seen, not hurt? I mean, my experience has been as such. As loud as your mouth is, I don't think nobody told you that in the I've last I've changed. Decade. I found my voice. In the last decade. I yeah. found my voice. Don't y'all like it? It's okay. a beautiful voice. Thank you. Look, you. <laughs> hey, you looked at the video <laughs> camera. I watched this video of YNW Melly. What's that? You know the dude who's saying I got murder on my mind? Oh, yeah. So he got this video where he's like, bitch, I'm a murderer. And then when he says it, he looks at the camera like, <laughs> like now, now, guess what he on trial for right now? Murder. Murder. Oh lord, he murder. They gonna be like, look at. They gonna pull all his. Yeah, music. he did like this live acoustic thing, and he was just doing this thing. He had a trench coat on. Oh my god. Or whatever, and then he look at the camera like, "Bitch, I'm a murderer," and pauses like that, and then gets back. Does he doing this song? It's like you heard me. Yeah, it's up and like you ain't heard about it. like all the OGs done did all this stuff, talking all this stuff in their song. You gonna go do it so you can go to jail now? Now you sitting in there like, damn, was that? Pause was even was worth it, it worth it? But just yeah. a, just a completely on the side note. So I think um, I think some of the things that we uh get realistic. So you really think that women's beauty standards rest on the shoulders of men? Well, we talked about beauty standards before. I think on a um, couple of occasions, based on some questions that came in. So I do feel as though we play a part in our own demise when it comes yes. to the hustle and bustle and rat race of beauty. I do feel as though we play our own part in that. Just be and like I believe men. it starts Just too from it. young. I be, so if we all walked around like, you know, like no makeup, no this, no that, I think now it would be, well, you're going to have to accept it either way. Yo, if women, you have no choice. If women said that we will only screw dudes that wear pink T-shirts, the only dudes that would have shirts that ain't pink is because of their job or they're gay. Everybody, this would look like Dipset in the early 2000s. Like everybody out there in pink shirts. Like I got pink socks, pink everything. What's up, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of that too comes from us being groomed in that way. So and that was men's fault. Um, no. So not necessarily y'all fault, but you guys buy into it, which then feeds feeds the need for us to do so you guess what men right? we buying all y'all nonsense to be better and guess what we do okay, we just so do it like we, we have equal parts so we have equal parts nah. to play in our if all of y'all took, if all of y'all took we, the makeup off we judge everybody by the makeup but some of y'all want to cheat that's like using steroids y'all out here <laughs> doing peds or something like that and the old girl hitting the home run every time she come out because she done bought all of this stuff went to the build a bitch workshop and went and got a body done and everything yeah. like that and then got a face done and all this other shit so she didn't did all of that now you over there like, well, I need to hit some home runs. Let me go to yeah. the Build a Bitch workshop. That ain't our fault that y'all yeah. out here cheating the game. But you know if you guys didn't feel as though, oh, that's what I want. Ooh, I'm attracted to that. Then that would be, it would be less of that. It wouldn't be so much as, oh, I'm doing this for me. And I'm like, no, nah, not really. No, Stop that, playing yourself. You really not. Like, you want to look good for you, yes, but you do it for the attention that you're going to Yeah, you do get. it for the attention. You do it for the attention you're going to receive from and, both and sexes. Really, so. And really, you keep it a buck. It's like, and dudes be doing the same shit because a lot of stuff that dudes do is not for women. Like, a lot of stuff dudes be doing, it's like, oh, well, let me go ahead and throw uh, on throw dirt 30s on the uh, Chevy or something like that. Which what girl gonna look at the twenty eights or thirties and be like? Mm. That's why I'm saying we do it for the attention of both sexes. You guys do that for other dudes. You know, you're like, well, I, I want him 30. to see me fall. I want him to see me. Do, you I want to see, see me bend his cone and cut he's up. Not like for what? So it's an ego. It's an ego club. thing at the end of the day, and I think that our whole lives are based around our egos. So I think what I think one of the unreasonable things is that people do is I think people forget that they're in the echo chamber, right? And back to there's no room to be reasonable. People operate in this echo chamber where they're like, oh. 
well, I hear this and that, da 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 da. And everybody just wants to blame people. Like every for people shortcomings, they always want to find somebody to blame, right? It's the same reason why like lazy people complain about like, well, it ain't no jobs or something like that, and I can't do this and that. It's the same reason why you like people. You have people on the left talking about it ain't no jobs to pay enough money. Then you have people on the right. The Mexicans are stealing our jobs. Who? Yeah. Whom is roofing in August in Florida? Yeah. You better. <laughs> what I tell you. Juan, Jose, keep doing a great job because I, I do not want that job, sir. No, at yeah. the not at all. I ain't hanging. I ain't laying no asphalt. It's I ain't a tough laying none job. of that. You can have absolutely all of that. Ain't nobody trying to hit none. None of that. I don't want no Florida. parts of it. South Florida, especially. South Florida. Oh my God. Doing roofs and asphalt. Oh my God. Man, who's stealing that job? Who's stealing that job? I'm Bob. I want to see you get out there and get busy. Right. They gonna complain the whole time. They gonna burn. They gonna cook. Yeah. <laughs> they's gonna cook, boy. It's yeah. gonna be sizzling bacon on the rooftop. You, Just got, be, you got somewhere to go? You keep checking your watch. You got somewhere to go? Got no, I like my little. Uh, no, I ain't got no hot date. You know. You know, I like my little watch. <laughs> so. They have sent me all the notifications and stuff, so it kind of got me mm-hmm. on check mode. So let's get into can't make this shit up. So let's well, see who in the who are in the rooms right now. Oh, uh, I mean, you can check in Instagram, let's see. I Facebook. Okay, we got family in the building. Okay, yo. So um, and so in can't make this shit up, Dave Fox. We got Florida man. The infamous Florida man. Hey, Hassan. Oh, yeah. Tell, yeah. Him, tell my son I said I love him. <laughs> oh, actually, I can tell him I'm on the microphone. Hey, man, the 0322. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah. Hey, what hey. my, my dad jokes at? Yeah, she's been slipping on the dad jokes. You've been slipping on my dad jokes, man, dude. Come on now. Hey, so we got Florida man, right? So uh, Florida man gets his Florida own man. Netflix show. It's about time they put some respect on Florida man name. But however, <laughs> caveat. Kyle, the story is the story is all Florida. The location is not. <laughs> so the moonlight set of Florida's movie industry five years ago, turning the Sunshine State into a quiet place for cinematic themed business opportunities. At least ones back with Tallahassee approved incentives. TV shows and movies made the state, such as HBO Ballers, whole bunch of whatever stuff. Move whatever. away. Netflix yep. is working on a new show called Florida Man, and it's being filmed in North Carolina. Nah, man. I ain't feeling it. Bring it down. How you, we, we, you ain't got enough gators. Nah. You ain't got enough shenanigans. North Carolina, I, I, you think North Carolina was the place to do it? I think Why North it Carolina? would be, I mean, just the way it's developing. I mean, you know, a lot of people and then the Hispanic culture there too. So especially they're doing South Florida, I think that it will kind of, it can blend. It can blend. They can make it work in that way. So uh, the buildings Are there palm and architecture. Trees in North Carolina? I don't know. I don't remember there being. Well, palm they're not going to do beaches ever. anyway. I doubt they're going to do move with beaches. You don't probably going to do it like beaches for palm trees. There, I know, no, but I'm saying that's what most people associate it with who who never been to Florida. But I think that they're probably going to, if they use any area of landscape, it's going to be like those sago palms. You you I'm, know they're going to do that in the, the swampy area. So. I'm Florida man can't. Florida man need to show out because obviously they ain't putting enough respect on his name. I take it back. <laughs> his lobbyists they done made this Netflix show about Florida man, and stars Emmy nominated Edgar Ramirez, star of Netflix's Yes Day, and Jennifer Garner. He also played whatever. But um, the Netflix description of the show is spot on Florida man, the meme of all things in the state nutty, and it has its own <laughs> Twitter feed. And Florida yeah. man, when a struggling ex cop Ramirez is forced to return to his home state of Florida to find a Philly mobster's runaway girlfriend. What should be a quick gig becomes a spiraling journey into buried family secrets and an increasingly futile attempt 
to do the right thing in a place where so much is wrong. The series is described as a wild odyssey into a sunny place for shady people in the spirit of body heat. And Elmer's Leonard, uh, Elmer Leonard's out of sight. Yes. Sounds way better than North Carolina, man. Yeah, don't it does. Like Florida man. I man. know it don't. Florida it man don't. just roll off the tongue. And Georgia woman too. I'm tell you, Georgia woman. Georgia woman. I mean, yeah, Georgia woman might be popping more than Florida yes. woman because Florida man got it. And he he got is undisputed. He got the streets on lock. Undisputed. There. Undisputed. Florida man drop a mixtape right now. I'm copying it. Like Florida <laughs> man is the the truth. For real. For real. Yes. All right. So what else? You what other some things you might be thinking that's unreasonable these days, Fox? Unreasonable. I mean, I, th- I think people' expectations out of others is unreasonable. What I mean, mean, we right? all are guilty of it. And I think that once we take ourselves out of the equation, our here go, egos again, I think that we can see through what's really happening and what um, how we can maneuver towards developing a healthier relationship for one another or towards one another. Mm. You, mm-hmm. you need a sip? Yeah, I think I need a you know, sounding kind of ashy over there. Sound like he was reading a bumper sticker. This, uh, this is <laughs> chocolate. This is chocolate sticker. wine, by the way, guys. You know, mm-hmm. chocolate wine. We supposed to not be drinking until Fox's birthday, but um, my birthday is Tuesday, guys. Not tomorrow, Tuesday, but on the fourteenth of December. Please mark your calendars. It's it's a national hey, holiday. It, it's a real one holiday. I hope everybody go ahead and send something in. AskUncleLegend.com. Yeah, I mean at gmail.com. And uh, wish Fox a happy birthday. Wish me a happy birthday. We Fox, also have a GoFundMe as well for the podcast and everything. All of our loyal listeners and fans. You know what I'm saying? Get Fox yes. something going on. My birthday is next Tuesday, and I'm very excited. How old will I be? Already 29. <laughs> no, oh, don't put me like my dad. My dad 29. been 29 for 29 years. No, it's <laughs> been like. more than that. <laughs> it's been more than that. <laughs> Mr. D been out there for a while now. So, um... What is on, so some of the other unreasonable things that me and Ben was talking about is about how people, um, it becomes like the defense of people winds up becoming an attack on other people. Mm. And he was saying this, right? Because, you know, Bama, obviously white dude from Alabama, man, he ain't racist. I can verify. You know what I mean? He was on our podcast. So you have to look yeah. back in our earlier podcast, guy. Yeah. So we was talking about that and just talking about how, like, it gets to a point, like, even with the branding, right? Like, remember when we talked about branding? And we talked about, like, we talked about uh, the terrible branding of uh, white privilege mm-hmm. a lot of times. The terrible branding of it is like how defund the police and defund and the police. Mm-hmm. It's like they defunded Woodshop in 11th grade. Guess what? 12th grade wasn't no damn Woodshop. That's what people think when they think of defund, right? And it's the same thing even when we made the talk when we was talking about reparations, right? And he was right. like, I think reparations, reparations sound ridiculous. Why should I have to pay? For this, that, and the third. I haven't benefited for it. I'm like, yeah, but if they was if it was brought to you that, like, say, for instance, Chase Bank was the bank that was around in Tulsa, Oklahoma. When Tulsa, Oklahoma decided to close a whole bunch of black people's account, not give them their money, and then use that money to help build their profits, if they had to pay reparations, mm-hmm. that would be a legit argument. That's suitable. Absolutely. That's a suitable argument. I ain't saying that old boy that I work with at work should be like, hey, 20 more percent out your taxes. For me, cuz. Like, right. You know I mean? That's for me, cuz. Let's fight. Let's fight. Yeah. And then people <laughs> was talking about like when they was like, oh, reparations should go to um reparations should go to all the black people in America. It's like, so what about this Nigerian dude who just yeah. moved over here ten years ago? Not he all ain't seen none of this. Right. So it's like a lot of that goes out the window and it's unreasonable. And then what happened, even with these emails that we've been getting, we was getting before about like the Dave Chappelle special that we was getting from the LGBT community, it let me know like maybe this is how like when people start being unreasonable because you say some opinions or something like that, maybe this is how white people tend to feel when they're sitting there and they're talking about a show. I mean, they're talking about uh, an incident or something like that, and then they just get blasted for any thoughts or questions that they might have, right? right. So you'll ask questions and be like, I, mean, I ain't talking about like the blatantly 
argumentative or racist person who just comes and says some dumb shit, right? I'm talking about like legitimate questions, legitimate opinions, feeling some type of way, and then people would just blast them like, oh, well, you're stupid. Oh, well, you're racist, right? And like, and I feel like that's the kind of the way that like probably like uh, some white people feel when black people attack them. I think that's the way I, that's the way I was feeling, or I could equate it to how I was probably feeling when the LGBT, LGBT community was like, oh, well, you're homophobic. It's like, actually, I'm fearless for starters. But um, what's the but you'll you'll get so much uh you'll get so much like slack and, and and harsh words or something like that and people just attacking your character because it's like, dog, ain't nobody even say that. Like even when you're talking about like, it, it is ridiculous to say Michael Myers is homophobic. That dude ain't said a word in fifteen movies. Yeah, fifteen that's, that's movies is just did. running up on people, <laughs> stabbing them, running up on people, stabbing them. Like he ain't flip the knife sideways and do no crazy shit and say hey bitch and then stab him with the knife or something like that. He ain't, reliable, yeah, you know what I'm saying. He over, he stab. He that's what Michael Myers do. He stab, right? So I feel like a lot of times with the community, we just getting like with certain communities and everything like that. We're just getting to uh, certain points where it's like we're just being unreasonable. And I think some people are so far to the left or so far to the right, but that's such a small percentage of people. But that's what get portrayed in the media to be public opinion. How are we unreasonable with ourselves though? What you mean? How are we unreasonable with ourselves? Like, is we this can a be new question? Is this, this is a to what new I'm question. Okay, this is a new question I had. It just popped in my head when you were talking about being unreasonable. Like, we can be unreasonable to everything, to every circumstance around us, even people we are associated with. And what I about think, ourselves? I is that the unreasonable part? The fact that we are unreasonable to everyone else? I think I think we're unreasonable with ourselves as well. Because like uh, like when you look at the outlook on social media, right? Like people sit there and look at social media, and social media is one of the most depressing things there is because there's so many people who are like, hey, I'm living my best day ever. This is the day that I decided not to eat nothing. I hit the gym, muscles popping, this and that, skin look great. I did all of this stuff, and now, and now I'm at a point where it's like I take this picture, and then you see the picture, and you're on your worst day. Yeah, but you'll yeah. never see my worst day because I ain't gonna put that on social media. Oh no, yeah, right. So we have these unreasonable expectations to keep up with people, right? And that's how you keep a broke mentality and everything. You see somebody get a new car, and you're like, I want to keep call. up with the Joneses. You know, I'm gonna keep up with right? the Joneses, right? So you're like, I want to get a new house. I want to do all of this stuff. It's like you mm-hmm. want to do all of this stuff, but you don't have that money, and not knowing and being ungrateful that there's somebody somewhere else that will kill to be you. Yeah. You know what I mean? To but just have something. To have something, right? right? Like when we think about immigrants that come over to this country, they go over here and they do all these hospitality jobs. They go out and do all this construction, all these hard jobs, and they get paid next to nothing. Like, you know what I mean? You got dudes literally working working around where we're at right now doing hard jobs out there. And I'm talking about enough to be on micros, hard jobs, and they're making like $13 an hour. And then you got a kid in Wendy's getting sixteen dollars an hour crying. Right. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's all perspective. And some of that was like what we talked about last last podcast about shift your um perspective, shift your paradigm to understand like this shit ain't really that bad. Like you always looking at like, well, things could be better, things could be better. We forget that things could be worse. What would be some things that people can do to shift the um perspective? So I think one of the things is um it's kinda like squeaky when that old saying that like the squeaky wheel gets get the green, squeaky wheels get the oil. Right. So if you're sitting there complaining and about everything you don't have, everything you don't have, that's all you focus on, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like um, it's kind of like when they talk about uh, it was this old adage like you got these two wolves and you wanted this wolf, the one wolf is like all the hate and anger and all the terrible thoughts, and then he's fighting against this wolf that's all your positive thoughts and all your positive energy and everything else, and it's like which one's going to win? Mm-hmm. Well, whichever one you feed. Yeah, feed the bad dog, good dog. Yeah, yeah you feed if you feeding the bad dog all the time. Bad dog getting strong, bad dog getting swole. Good dog over there. It's so <laughs> hard to take yourself out of what you're feeling, right? It's hard to shift the emotions that that are inside of you based on what it is that you're going through. Because like we said in other podcasts and other conversations, what we're going through could be something so 
detrimental or traumatizing to us and so difficult for us, but to the next person, it's like, ah, that's a cakewalk. Yeah, because you know? cause suck is relative. Like, mm-hmm. when people say life sucks, is relative, right? So a lot of times, even with, like, jobs in the military, right? Like, and a perfect example that I can speak highly on. So you'll have a job in the military where your job sucks. So you know what? Other people be complaining about your job until the next Un- more unfortunate person steps up. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like people will whine about stuff, but you wouldn't whine about your life if you was at a homeless shelter. You're not about to go in a homeless shelter and cry. So I think a lot of the times when we make a service to other people, right, like we do a service to other people who are less fortunate than us, I think that's one of the things that help keep us humble. Because we spend our time so much chasing people that's ahead of us and doing better than us and got all of this stuff going for us that we feel like, damn, we're behind. But we don't take a chance. I'm not saying to gloat or whatever when you see these people, but to be thankful and count your blessings when you see these people that are homeless, when you see these people that are, they don't know where their next meal coming from and everything, right. you complaining about, damn, I got to eat chicken again today, or damn, I got to yeah. eat fish again today. And it's like, you know what? I could bring somebody in here that would kill to be that, right? And that's one of the unfortunate things that we do, even with our kids, is that we did with so little that we give our kids so much. Everything. That they so damn ungrateful because they, they think they're entitled to it because it just keep coming. Like, it's hard to... It's hard to not think you're entitled to something that always shows up. Like, if you went out there and we put food out on the front yard and a cat came and ate it, that cat going to be entitled to that meal after a while. Mm-hmm. He didn't earn it. He didn't do a goddamn thing for it. But we mm-hmm. keep feeding that cat, feeding that cat. And eventually, he come Wednesday, we ain't buy no cat food. He'll be like, I'll be meow. You know, he meowing hey, us on the driveway. Meow. What the hell y'all doing? Meow. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just a natural entitlement. So I think a lot of it comes down to checking your ego. Checking your own perspective and just thinking about it and and feeding that positive dog like things are good like I'm like there's a lot of good in my life like I'm healthy I can walk I think about the fact that I done did combat tours mm-hmm. and I know people who gave it all like mm-hmm. I gave some I gave some blood sweat and tears some broke ribs bruises and some concussions but it's some dudes that gave it all you yeah. know what I mean like they gave their life it's dudes that didn't came back they ain't got a leg life they ain't got limb arms. and happiness yeah they didn't give up so much so it's like who am I really to complain right which. That's also a double-edged sword that's unrealistic, right? Because you get into, and I was so locked into, like, I have no reason to complain. I have no reason to complain that I wanted to bottle and stuff up over the years because I look at people and be like, why, why did I complain? Right. And you helped me a lot with that. Like, it's okay to not be happy. Like, it's okay to feel that way because I would feel like I don't have a right to feel that way because look at, look, at, look at my boy Mike, look at my boy John, look at my boy Tyler or something like mm-hmm. that. These dudes that went over there, got blown up, didn't get to see their family. I'm here able to see my family even though I'll complain and be like well damn you know what I mean we got a uh, blended family so I don't get to see my kids as much as I normally did when I was married before and they in the house and that sucks but it's like some people don't even get to see their kid at, at all. all you know yeah. what I'm saying they in a terrible situation where they don't get to see their kid or their kids got way worse things when I think about having a son with autism like I had this perspective of thinking like we talked about before I had this perspective of thinking at first I was like damn why this happened to me you know what I'm saying but then it's like he's taught me so much about he's taught me so much about like having patience and being kind and just because he's a little sweetheart, little yeah. little chunkster, right? But um, he's a sweetheart and everything. He done taught me so much about like just being kind and being to people and, and humility because like say if he does something and he stems or does something in public, I know people looking at him and I used to just be real defensive like. I'd be like, as soon as he do something, I look at everybody else and be like, I wish somebody would say something. I'll flip this whole goddamn <laughs> yeah. supermarket It's over. so hard being a parent with special needs, you know, with a child with special needs because I see it um, all the time. You know, I did program coordination for all yeah. types of individuals on the autism spectrum. Um, and I feel as though they are such bears, like especially the women, right? They're very aggressive. Oh, yeah, 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 mama yeah, yeah. bears, like, you did Don't what? They fight, they fight, they fight, they fight till there's no no more person to fight. Okay? Jesus, yeah. Joseph, Mary, in the sky. All right? They fight. 
they are fighting for these babies because they're tired. You know, they're tired of people saying things, feeling this way, treating them this way. It's a constant fight, and it's exhausting. You and know? It's exhausting, but also, too, I think a lot of times, as a parent of a child with special needs, I think a lot of times that we – we wind up doing what the opposite parent usually does for the kid, right? Like, for instance, if we have a, we had a kid right now, boom, it's a boy. You're going to want to protect that boy from the world. It's my job to prepare that boy for the world. We have a girl, vice versa, right? I'm going to want to protect her from the world. Oh, that's daddy's little girl and stuff like that. But you got to prepare her for the, for the world because I can't tell her. I can only tell her how a woman's – I can only show her how a woman's supposed to be treated. I can't tell her, like, how it feels when you get your first cycle, how it feels when all of this stuff and all these changes in your body is happening, and vice versa. The same thing with a boy, right? So – when we have kids with um with uh, certain needs and stuff like that, I think sometimes the parents we just get into the like, I want to protect them from the world. I want to protect them for the world. Well, you're not gonna be there all the time. Yeah, you're not. You're not gonna be there all the time. They're gonna go out there and somebody gonna say something crazy to them. Like, ain't nobody about to say nothing crazy to my baby that he ain't gonna have a joke for. Like, you, you sit there and say something like you fat, and he'd be like, Yeah, mama. Like he, he coming <laughs> back with the heat rock. You know what I mean? He's yeah. gonna talk about whatever. He like, oh, you just in that da 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 da. You look like a fat dinosaur. Like or he just cow gonna say something. something like you're a cow. He yeah. like, shut up, cow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you want them to have that type of fight setting because you know what? A lot of times that'll win people over when you sit there and they go for some jokes or something and then you let them have it and then they're like oh all right well you know he ain't gonna yeah, take it but then know. on top of that he huge because ain't nobody in his grade about to say nothing too crazy <laughs> because they'll chuck him out of a second floor window because the dude <laughs> is built like a damn refrigerator yeah, so i mean boy. it is what it is so i think the, um, we just have to have uh we just have to have a reasonable expectation like it made it more reasonable for me to look at my kid and when he does something and people look and he does something out of the sorts and people look they should look you know what I mean? It's kind of like the unreasonable expectation like a man would have. You got a beautiful woman, and somebody look at your woman. Why are you looking at my girl? I remember a dude said that to me. Uh, I looked at his woman. Yeah, I'm talking about she was dressed real nice, heels on, had a wagon, and she walked by, and I turned around and looked, and he like, hey, man, what you looking at my girl for? What you mean? Why wouldn't I look at your girl? Mm-hmm. Like, And he up here like, nah, that's disrespectful. I'm like, no, it'd be disrespectful if I sneered my nose up at your girl. and was like, ooh, <laughs> woof. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That'd be disrespectful. Your woman's attractive. Am I supposed to stop being a heterosexual male because you are offended by it? No, nah, bro. Yeah. Tuck your ego before I tuck it for you. You know what I'm saying? You'll be all right, bro. Like, don't let – if she came out of the house, like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, yep, avert my eyes. I'm, I'm by myself. Mm. She walking by. She's smiling. And you know what? Like, grandma say, show your teeth, you show your ass. So I'm over here smiling, too. Yeah, yeah, show your <laughs> chicklet. Show your chicklet in my damn head if you want to do every that. Every chicklet. But every chicklet in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so those are, like, some of the unreasonable expectations that we'll have with – we're raising. I think some also unreasonable expectations we'll have where we don't have room to be reasonable is raising kids expecting a return on your investment. Oh yeah, there's no ROI when it comes to parenting no. or raising kids, and there's no everybody. You can read all the parenting books you want to, but you're talking about a whole different soul that came yeah. here for a whole different journey and purpose. You have no control over that. And the words like, of the great Michael Jordan. Oh my God. Fuck them kids. No. <laughs> We need our kids. They yeah, are our future. That's another thing, too. Fuck them kids is an inside joke to people with kids. I get so damn tired of hearing people who don't got kids talk about something. Oh, you shouldn't say that about kids. You shouldn't do this and that. You know what? Fuck you and them kids. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like, who the fuck do you think you are telling me? It's an inside joke. I'm, I'm saying fuck them kids, but I'm feeding the kid. I'm tucking the kid in at night. I'm bathing the kid. I'm teaching the kid that they work. I'm teaching the kid morals and fundamentals and yeah. trades and everything like that. Like, obviously, it's not actually... Fuck the kid. I don't care about him. You know what I mean? But it's it's an inside joke. And it's funny when you got kids. Everybody who got kids. They know the struggles. Of yeah, parenthood. you know the kids. Because every now and then you done looked at them and was like, 
Oh my God. <laughs> These kids, man. Yes. It's, it's it, difficult. But. People who don't have kids always seem to have the most of the same. The people who are not in a oh. situation, period, whether it's having kids or a certain job or whatever it is, they always have the most to say. Like, have you ever done this? Because have you like, ever dealt with this? But that's like people with relationship advice. The people who got oh, the yeah. dopest relationship advice is lonely people who lonely. got all that time to sit around and think about like, what they yeah. should have did. Like, right. you should do this, and I should have <laughs> did this, and I should have did that. And they project but that now, I should have did on you. Now, that's that's jewels, though. If they if they learned from a situation that they haven't, you know, that they, I mean that they've experienced in the past, if they learn that from that and they're teaching you that's different. Said than done, right? I'd but kind of yeah. wanting to know, like, I feel like you can learn from anybody, right? Like, I can learn from an idiot just like I can learn from a genius, right? But at a certain point, you got to sit here and accept the fact where you're like, hey, um, you can't sit here and tell me all of this stuff you would have did, especially if you keep making the same bad mistakes. Like, you got dudes who broke, ain't never made no money. They tell their money up every time, you should do this, you should do that. And there's some jewels in that that they was like, this would have been a better idea. This would have been a better choice. Because sometimes they just don't have the discipline. Just like a lot of times, you look at a lot of coaches and stuff like that. A lot of coaches is them dudes who, like, you need to lift and you need to do all that. Right. Well, coach, why don't you lift? But there's the old adage that people who can do and people who don't coach, don't right? Coach, so, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you look at some of the best coaches. Them dudes wasn't Hall of Famers. Like, Michael Jordan probably wouldn't be a good coach. You know what I mean? He probably wouldn't be a good coach, but he was a phenomenal ball player. You know what I mean? So, it depends on your mindset. He had the killer mentality. Well, guess what? Everybody can't jump 48 inches, Mike, so they can't do that. Can't be like Mike. Everybody want to be like Mike. But if you want to be like Mike, look at your kids tonight when you listen to this podcast. Don't. Don't do it. Don't even. Look them dead in the eye. Stop. And say. Stop. Don't do it. All right. Don't say that to them kids. They need you. You might just hurt somebody else's heart. Fuck them kids. Hey, they need to build some resiliency. That's another thing we need to talk about, resiliency. That's an unreasonable expectation I think we got in the world. We making everybody everybody softer. I ain't going to say we making everybody softer. It's probably not that. I I feel like we're in the military that we making people soft, and we caring more about people's feelings or how they should get through this and that. Well, you shouldn't yell at people. Well, if we getting shot at, I'm going to have to yell, boss. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I ain't going to be over there, hey, excuse me. Excuse me, hey, can you cover three o'clock so I can move to this next vehicle, please? And thank you. I mean, you're, you're talking about certain situations, so that's to be expected. Yeah, because I'm not gonna say the whole generation is soft. I think that they just have a different set of toughness. It's kind of like I had a um, CEO tell me when I was talking about worrying about my kids being soft, and he was like, "Your kids don't got to be like you was because they're not growing up in the conditions in the that conditions, you grew up in." Yeah. So it's like if I grow up in a jungle, you know, say so I grow up in a jungle. Then I had to be an animal to get out of the jungle. It's like, I don't need my son to be a gorilla. I need him to have that dog in him. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, I want him to have that dog in him. I want him to be tough. But then I thought back to times when I played schools. I remember we played a um, ooh, mosquito tried to eat me. But um, when we didn't play schools, right, you go to a school. And we'll, especially when we used to go to, like, because we was um, my whole basketball team, black, right? We'll go out and we'll play a white school or something. And we'll go out there. And, you know, the first thing we start doing, talking shit, trying to intimidate him. Hey, right. what's up? This and that, da 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 Trying to punk him, trying to get the heart out of him. Man, we played this one school. I can't remember this kid's name. And if I could remember his name, I ain't going to admit it because he outscored me that game. But, yo, we were talking shit to him, and, <laughs> and my homeboy ran up on him and was like, man, no, I'll knock you the hell out. This and that. He's like, you're not going to do nothing except foul out if you can't keep your hands to yourself. And he commenced to continue to bust our ass. We won by, like, two or three. But I had to shake that man's hand afterwards. Like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Bro, hey, way to, way to have that dog in you. And it's like, he ain't, grow up in, he ain't growing up in the hood. He not growing up with nothing. And nothing like that. He's not going through any of the circumstances we're going through. But he got his own struggles that he's working through. Mm-hmm. He got his, but he still got that toughness. So I don't, it's like I'm trying to wonder sometimes it's like it's hard to build that resiliency 
Because it's hard to build that resiliency without adversity a lot of times. I'm thinking, you know, I was wondering, I'm like, because of the condition, like, of our children and or people around, like, we see more occurrences and diagnosis of mental illnesses. But I'm wondering if, has life gotten any harder? I think back, way back when, when it was so, you know what it was? And I just, it just wasn't diagnosed. That was it. These things, like all these different mental illnesses, like they were, the people were not di- being diagnosed. I don't know. You know. I don't know. So let me put my tenfold hat on for this one. You know what I'm saying? Tenfold hat with my conspiracy theories, right? But so I'm going to say certain mental illnesses like depression, mm-hmm. uh, PTSD in the form that it is now. Like you got to think, um, one a great comedian said it before, like they started out and they used to call it shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. Shell-shocked sound like some shit happened to you. PTSD sound like you're having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? It sound like... Yep. Hey, give him some happy pills. He'll be all right, right? But it's the same thing. Like, this dude damn near <laughs> got blown up. Huh? The way you said it is, like, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no, but I'm saying it's like PTSD don't say, Like, if I told yeah. you two people, I brought two I guys get it. Like, I get it. He's shell-shocked. He has PTSD. Who you think's in better, worse shape? Shell-shocked like, shell is like, oh, my God. Shell-shocked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This and that. But what he had was PTSD. Right. What she had was PTSD, right? And um, <clears throat> so when we, we, we got a different view of things, right? Excuse me. Podcast like a lot of ain't been around in a while. Yeah, you know I'm back, baby. <laughs> that Omicron variant out, boy. Hoping they'll get me. Oh my god. But um, yeah. So you think about a lot of people. They got a different level of toughness, and kids have a different toughness now. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll look at it, and people say like, "Oh, they soft." But like, is it soft that we not sitting here? It's like I, I could tell you for, from a heartbeat. When I look at my grandfather and I compare him to me, he was built different yeah like them dudes was built in a different type of way but i think people were built for to survive in the world that they are right they're in, like yeah. i think if you put my grandfather in this world right now if you put my um bam whatever um hey, if bam. you put if you put uh my grandfather in the world we in now like and just drop him in at like 20 years old in this world it's like would he learn how to succeed sure he would because you know what i mean he was a brilliant man but mm-hmm. It would be tough given those values, but it's like it's, it, you can't really. It's kind of like comparing players from different generations. It's like it's hard to say. Like I think Michael Jordan would have been great in this era. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, if you was coming up and you had a twenty-five-year-old Michael Jordan in the league right now, I think he'll still be splitting people heads. He'll just be on another level. You know what I mean? I think, but we just live in such a different times where I think like the the focus had to shift, and it still goes back to that circle we was talking about about like great men build good times, right? So, you know, strong men build great times. Great times make weak men. Weak men make make bad times. And then you continue that cycle. So I think we kind of, like, go into that cycle where we had stronger men. And when I say men, I mean, like, humans, like men and women. We had mm-hmm. strong women that they deal with a whole lot more adversity. And they were grateful for more of what they had because they sat there in the trenches. Like, we've been sold this dream. Has that been any effective, though? Because, you know, you're talking about having a hard life, dealing with it the way you do, which is probably we don't develop the best coping mechanisms no. when it comes to dealing with hardships, right? So we do whatever works or whatever helps us get by. That doesn't ne- that doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing what's best for us and how we project ourselves into our yeah, communities, yeah, right? Yeah, right? So then now they come up with the studies and things like that, that this type of trauma and everything that we deal with is um, genetic. You know, I think that maybe certain traumas are. No, they, they they have proven that trauma is housed in our DNA. Right. I don't think that every every bit of trauma is because well, if no, you're I mean, able some to gonna get washed out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's, you know, they they, you know, come up with that now that it's, you know, genetic. So and we pass think, those things along and, and it comes out in towards the behavior it is that we project on our kids well, to so our kids. I put it like versa. this. Right. So if you if you kill a deer and. um. 
they'd always tell you this when you go hunting, right? Say you kill a deer and you shoot the deer, you shoot it in like the hind leg. And mm-hmm. that deer take off. That deer going to run a couple miles. Mm-hmm. And you run that deer down. That deer meat going to taste different because it's been pumping whatever chemical causes fear or whatever in it. That meat going to taste different than the deer that was just sitting there. He looks, boom, 308 slammed through the heart and the chest. He takes one step, drops, and get a chance to pump that fear through, right? So it tastes. So I think it, it is some chemical balance or something like that that's got to be in there. So if you overflow your body with, like, tension and anxiety and stuff like that and you don't find a way to control it, your child is going to take that. And that might be one of the reasons why generations change, right? Like you had my grandfather's generation when he took all that anxiety and he buried it deep down inside and had an ulcer just like all men supposed to. You know what I mean? Have a heart attack every couple of years and let Disclaimer, the pressure off. Don't believe this. You know what I mean? Let a little bit of that pressure <laughs> off with a little bit of a heart attack, a stroke can there. You know what I mean? You in the game. But then maybe he passed on like the anxiety that he was holding on onto yeah. other generations. Right. So maybe, maybe yeah. that's why. And that's an age old thing too. You know, especially women, you know, when we're able to get pregnant, you know, they also keep her happy, keep her in the happiest state. Possible. Unless you want the baby to look just like you to piss her off. <laughs> piss her off. That's why all, <laughs> that's why my kids look just like no, you. But you don't want to pass those feelings. Those, Oh my God, yeah. we have so many different emotion that emotions that uh, come up during our pregnancy and the, the being the anxiety that we feel, the fear that we feel, the worry that we feel, all these different things that come up can, you know, pass through our kids, the sadness, the depression, all of that. Yeah. And it, and it comes out and our child will have that chemical imbalance. Yeah, you know, and then even when which like, causes it, different things too, like uh, bipolarism and all different. Yeah, you'll have all that stuff, and I mean, like a lot of stuff that contribute to a lot of the stuff contributed because a lot of people believe that um that uh vaccines like vaccines and not even get on we ain't even going down to that no, road. But not. I'm just talking about just vaccines in general. They talk about how like because vaccines are like the only drug that doesn't um like you can't sue them right. Like so, mm-hmm. say for instance, it's like. You can't sue you can't sue the vaccine makers because they're not held liable, right? They had court cases was like, yo, we can't insure this, we can't be held liable for these vaccines. Yeah. So I figure like at that point you're playing with house money because they're talking you about are. like for every dollar we make, it's twenty dollars in a lawsuit that we're gonna have to do because old boy got a fish for an arm or something like that, you know what I'm saying? And dick growing out his forehead or something crazy. It's like every single anomaly or disability or adverse reaction to a vaccine is logged, and they have every single one of them. So they know exactly what these vaccines do and don't do. Yeah, but it's kind of like when you look at, like, the drug administration, it's like you put out a drug or something like that. That drug got to go through, like, a five-year double-blind test where you get some people a sugar pill, you got to get some people the real thing. Oh, not the COVID vaccine, though. We don't do that. Well, vaccines in general (laughs) don't have to go through that, right? So vaccines in general don't have to do that, but drugs got to go through such a um, rigorous, uh, yeah, such a vigorous testing process that they're supposed to go through anyway. And if they find out that you didn't do all the testing that you said you did, and then somebody grow a third leg, it's like you getting sued for that. You getting sued for this, that, and the third, right? So, I mean, um, so they say a lot of the like uh, a lot of things because even if you compare the amount of vaccines that we had as children compared to the amount of vaccines they want to give our children, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, compared to the amount of vaccines. Now, granted, there's more stuff out there too, so it's relative somewhat but it's still a lot of shit that you're pumping into a kid at a very young age yeah. when they don't have an immune system right yet. let them you develop I mean? their own you know immunity to different and things I that's believe- my thing i'm not a vaxxer so i've been vaccinated as and i had the childhood vaccines but i caught all of it except for polio so i mean i don't think you. i don't think the uh, polio like, right I mean, hey nah, call it all except polio yeah i'm feeling a little polio uh, let maybe, me tell you, know you. I, mean? I don't but, believe um, i don't believe that they're helpful yeah I'm, and i and i, I don't know i kind of really believe in like and this is about to be a raw thought, but I'd be believing in natural selection. I think Thanos done tainted me. <laughs> 
Like, I just be feeling like if you got to have triple bypass surgery because you out here eating cheeseburgers and shit like that, and you just out here eating, you know what I mean, five-pound cheeseburgers and going over here to eat the nine-pound steak over here and you clog an artery, bro, enjoy your life right the hell on the way up out of here, right? Like, mm-hmm. natural selection. Like, I think too many times we let... Too many times we ensure too many safety methods that allow too many stupid people to continue to live. And right. we taint the bloodline with idiocracy. So, you know what? Sometimes you just got to let people go. <laughs> like, you just got to let people go. It's like, oh, you in here for your third no, triple that's true. bypass You kind of stringing them along in a way. Like, yeah, the, because you're delaying the inevitable. Especially at a certain know. point with some of these drugs, especially with the side effects for them. So, you got like a heart problem or something like that. You got high blood pressure. Then you get some medicine where it's like, might cause... Might cause dizziness, uh, nausea, anal leakage. Anal leakage. You know? That was a sudden death. I'm sudden like, oh, death. It's like, huh? I mean, I'm good I with my headache. I'm yeah, straight. I mean, I might take this headache over. <laughs> sudden death in my ass leaking. Like, you know, <laughs> like no, I'm good on it, right? So we're we going to be all right. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of like the give and take where it's like you, you got to deal with some things. Because back in the day, we used herbs. We let herbs be our medicine, right? So if you was feeling some type of way, like when a dog go eat grass, that's what we'll do. We'll use the herbs. We'll use the medicine. Now we want everything in the quickest shot possible. Like, well, I could change my diet. And live better. But you know what? I'm lactose intolerant, but I love this cheese so much, and we don't got no discipline. And I'm the number one dude. I love cheese, and I know I'm lactose intolerant. But I will put, throw a pound of cheese and damn near anything I cook. And then I know when my stomach feeling some type of way the next day, and I'm gassing, I'm going through it, it's like, man, I shouldn't eat that pizza. Man, yeah. I shouldn't eat that lasagna. But you know what? It was damn good. But I am dealing with the consequences of it, right? I'm going to just take it, deal with whatever happened, right? Yeah, I definitely understand that. I mean, our um, our bodies are one of the things that I feel we everything was created here. That all the medicines that they have now, even the, the synthetic, all of them are synthetic, basically. But they're from the plants. Yeah. You go look at your theraflu. What's in that? Oregano. That's oregano. Yeah. Boil that oregano. If you don't boil that oregano like tea and shut your mouth somewhere and sit down. <laughs> the herb lady. Go lay down. <laughs> you know, like stop playing with yourself. Oh, but. One last thing, and then we're going to get out of here and get with the gunny head. One last thing. While we speaking of herbs, did you see what I sent you on Wikipedia about Dr. Sebi? Oh, yeah. They called him a Honduran charlatan. A Honduran charlatan. That <laughs> shit is so disrespectful. I know, like, isn't it? It's like, one, like, how do you put that as his job profession? Like, you just couldn't call him a charlatan. He's a charlatan. But a you had to call him a Honduran charlatan, charlatan. not a witch doctor, not a quack, not nothing. It's like your not title Obi-Man, is not like, a... yeah, not a witch doctor, nothing like that. They had that later on in the write-up, but they called him a Honduran charlatan. <laughs> I want to know how I apply for the job. You That's know what crazy. I mean? Like, like, I just feel like calling anybody a charlatan, like, from wherever they're from. Like, don't let nobody from Charlotte. Hop in the chat and say nothing on the podcast because you're going to be a Charlotte charlatan. Like, Charlotte I want to call everybody a charlatan. It's like, oh, oh, what are you? A Canadian charlatan? Like, I don't care where you're from. I'm throwing charlatan. Floridian charlatan? Like, everybody's a damn charlatan now. That's how my, would they even figure that he's a charlatan? Like, have I you mean, tried the stuff that he's telling you yeah, to do for your health? Yeah, because a lot of people well? don't want to do the claims. But when it big come down to when you put your conspiracy theory hat on, ain't no money in herbs. Mm, well, it's yeah. money in herbs, but you can't compare that to Big Pharma. Big no, Pharma's big business. Yes, like absolutely. And, when, and Big Bank take a little bank. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got that type of money, you can do whatever the hell you want. You Anything. can cover up things. You can buy stuff just yep. like Big Oil and stuff like that. Big Tobacco, you talk about them, it's like Big Oil will buy up battery um, patents. And stuff like that so that electric cars couldn't get off and solar power wouldn't be as much. So they can keep using, keep pushing the um, petroleum stuff. And it's like, of course, that's smart. If I was in big, if I was in the big oil and I wanted to keep money, that's what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't, I'm not going to knock their hustle from a capitalist um, point of view, but I'm going to knock their hustle because they're dirtbags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael?
gun to your head, head. Fox. What we got? What we got, baby? So, gun to your head. Would you rather want to know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? Shit. I'd rather know when. Why you want to know when? Because if I know when, like I re- like when we was talking about the uh, what was the show we was talking about? Um, Hound. Hellbound. Oh, Hellbound. Hellbound. Yeah. I want to know when. Yeah. So I don't need, like, uh, like if I need, I just know when it comes to this time, something about to happen to me. I might die of a heart attack. I might die of something. But it doesn't put me in fear of how I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. Telling me how I'm going to die. Like, if you tell me, hey, you're going to die with a chainsaw. I ain't cutting down another tree. That's <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that is fear-induced. <laughs> you're going to die in a car wreck. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm staying in the house from now. Now I'm, a, now I'm up here, like, how I'm going to live my life without that word. Every time I go out, I'm thinking, like, damn. Is this the way? Is this the way I'm gonna go? That scared me. Was that death coming? I don't know. That door slammed like that. And nobody's in that room. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like, I would definitely rather know when, because it's like when, and I don't know how I'm gonna die. Fuck it. When? Run, let it run. And then I know in 20 years you're gonna die at this time on this day. This and that. Let me know exactly when. I'm good. You know what I'm gonna do? Live my life to the fullest. And and that would be better than the last question, because before the last one was like, if I knew I was going to hell. If I know I'm going to hell, I'm. <sighs> I'm going to hell, hell with bound. some gusto. You know what I mean? But if I don't know how I'm going to die, you know what I mean? I'm going to work on, I'm, I'm going to work on, like, I ain't so much, uh, I ain't so much worried about, like, looking at it from the hell and heaven point of view as much as I am. Like, I look at karma like credit. I'm building my credit score up. I'm trying to do right. I know, I know how much time I got. I know how I should spend my money. Like, if I'm going to only live for 10 more years, what I'm saving for? Damn that 401k. Liquidate it. <laughs> that CD? Liquidate it. This and that. Run everything and live my life up to the fullest. Cause I know in ten years I'm done. Like I know in three years I'm done. What am What am I putting? What am I putting a five? What am I putting ten thousand dollars into a CD? That's a five year CD, and I know I got three years left. Yeah, Spend that money, baby. Spend that. I ain't oh trying to God. do that. Yeah. For me, I think that um, to know, I wanted to know when, but I kind of want to know how. For the very reason you said, I'm staying away from all things. That is that. Am I? If I'm to so die, what did they tell you you're going to die from a heart attack. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be a vegan. <laughs> they ain't gonna die. <laughs> I ain't heard of nobody eating plants that died from a heart attack. I haven't heard of Until it. Until you mess around and you eat some new plant, they were like, oh, they got this new sea moss. They got poison in it. <laughs> yeah, they got this poison ivy sea moss. Oh, you got poison sumac in your shit and you die. Damn that. No, I'm not. I'm gonna stay away from everything. Car accident? Hey, that's all I was like, hey, we riding horses and horse? buggy. Yep, horses and right. buggy. So, so we wanna go on vacation. We gonna fly there. We gonna horse our way down there. Hey, you said, Turn the horse loose. How hey, we getting there? We gonna fly because it said car accident. It's ain't nothing about no plane. So how we gonna get to the airport? Walk? I mean, yes, we could walk to the airport. <laughs> we could, we could do anything else. Could we get a bicycle or something. We can bike to the airport. And then it's guess fuel what? efficient. And then guess what? A you car know, accident it's, happens. It's, it's, it's a car accident happens and kills you because you ride your bike in traffic. No, I don't want to do See, that. See now, look at you. What you well, want? let's go on the boat to get to the airport. How are we gonna get to the boat? We, go I mean, to the terminals and then take. We take how, the walk. We we'll walk the rest of the way. We can make it work. Now you can do anything you need to do. Man, That's what we, I always tell kids. I ain't kids. trying to be that type of fit. Hey, I you can do anything you need to do. My damn pedometer don't lie okay. around because, you know, 99,999 steps. Look, if you knew the time you was going to die, as it gets closer, the anxiety is going to kill you first. No. Yes, you know what's going to kill me? The anxiety is going to kill you first. You know what's going to so kill me? I wouldn't. Uh-uh, you know no. what's going to kill me? The overdose. Oh because I'm be out here like Jimi Hendrix. I got acid in my headband. I'm talking about in this cap. I'm out here zooted out my mind. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> 
Ain't druggy. no way, boy. Dr- <laughs> call me what you want. I'm dying in three years. And then if that date set, that means I can't die before then. Oh my God! Look at you trying to uh, I'm being work around. About it too. Mm-hmm. You the one who you the one who's gonna be out here trying to buy a damn horse and take it home. Mm-mm. Man, what up? I ain't gonna buy the horse and take it home. I'm gonna take it. Where you gonna take it? You got to take it home. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid of cars. Yes, I am. Walking everywhere. I'm gonna walk. Ski, yeah, but that do feet head ass. Thank you guys for sitting with us in Uncle Legend's Corner. We appreciate your support and your messages that you've sent to us. Thank you for participating with us, Facebook, Instagram, all of our social media platforms. If you have anything you want us to talk about, say, do, feel, hit us up at AskUncleLegend at gmail.com. Peace. Peace. Horses. Guess who ain't riding no car? This lady. <laughs>